Welcome to BusinessWorks. This is Hal Alpiar, along with Dr. Ken Wyant, professor of business at Tennessee Tech University. Um, Ken also has lots of practical business experience, so he's not just a classroom guru. We we uh, we value uh, his his input in both of those directions. But uh, we started last week talking about how to stay relevant in the age of disruption, and it's uh, based on an article from Inc. Magazine. Um, we've we pulled this out because we think it has particular value to business owners and operators and professional practice people as they proceed with managing and running their businesses and practices, dealing with the reality of the world and the instantaneous responses and technology that has led us to this point where things happen so quickly every minute, or do they really, or is it just that we're hearing about them happening every minute? Well, things happen every minute in your business uh, or your practice. And so we do want to have the opportunity as those who are in charge of running these to know better ways to capitalize on what we learn. And of course, it takes a learning attitude to start. So um, we had talked about, um, in in ending the last show, we had mentioned something about uh, Sears and, uh, and, and not to dwell on that, but to simply mention that, uh, Ken, what did you say? They were a, uh, um, uh, what was the word you used? Uh, uh, the, um, well, actually, they, in their time, they were virtual. Ah, that's right. I consider a virtual company in the 1800s. Okay. Uh, by having a catalog. Nobody ever thought of such a thing. That yeah. was that was a brand new thing. And I remember when I was a kid, those catalogs come and they were two, three inches thick. And they had, a, you know, a thousand pages and every product in the world showing up. In a there. rural town in West Virginia, that was our Christmas shopping as a kid. <laughs> it was the go. Sears catalog when the Christmas So who, who has out. stepped into that now is Amazon, of course, and they've taken that whole concept and put it online, basically. Um, uh, the uh, Sears was successful and as excuse a virtual me, I'm not in a catalog. Amazon fan, but. They did successfully transition to bricks and mortar and opening stores because that they were that model worked for many years. Right. right. But it's, it feels like they got stuck in that mode and they they didn't plan ahead. They didn't seem to envision as our technology uh, uh, and the online environment opened up. They were not prepared to go back to a virtual world. And, and we see right now, I think the little red flag is that we see an awful lot of little, small little businesses trying to be like Amazon and trying to have virtual stores. And, you know, that may be great for the moment, but boy, I got to tell you, you better watch out for whatever's coming next because you, you'll get caught short. There's no doubt about it. The way things are moving um, in society and, and in education and the things that we are uh, changing as we go can be very spontaneous. And certainly things, I mean, who expected the, the, the deep freeze that we went through re this past winter and uh, um, what, that, what that would bring with it? Uh, with, you know, that's the global warming 
I, I still have to laugh at that concept because it was 60 below in, uh, in the Midwest. So, but that certainly changed a lot of businesses there. And, and a lot of businesses have been affected by that. And it takes some time to get out of that. And in the process, people are reinventing some things. So maybe that's a way to look at it is how do you reinvent what you're doing? I think that society changes, technology changes, um, communities evolve, and all of those are going to cause your needs to change as a business owner. Uh, the thing you need to change to address those as they go, and how do we do it? Um, we need to continue to talk with others outside uh, business leaders, what's going on, to learn what's going on out in business, in the area, in the community, um, partner with others uh, to be ready and have the tools that you need to make those changes. And become a thought leader. In and to be thinking about it. You need to be the expert in your field and become a leader in thinking about it and be thinking about what's next. Uh, that's what I think that that's what we at least apply to when we think about Sears. It's, well, and the old voice got motto, be prepared, you yeah, know. <laughs> yeah, be, be prepared, be and thinking ahead. Yeah. Uh, taking advantage of what's next. Um, the And we are seeing that in lots of ways. You will see um, you get you create a model that is successful and you it becomes so successful you say this is the right thing. And you, sometimes you work so hard at building that that you don't see the change coming. And so continuing to question and change and talk to others becomes really important. And being prepared for an emergency it fits right into that whole description because every, every business and every professional practice in every town in this country uh, at one point or another has to deal with or face up to an emergency situation. And so... Um, that's really important as well. And I'm not just talking about, uh, you know, having a, 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 heaven forbid, a fire or an explosion or something like that. But those are emergency situations. There are plenty of others. And um, you, you need to have yourself and your staff and your facility always prepared. And uh, that's part of it. So it's not to get yourself crazy about it. It's just to have an approach ready. Um so th part of that comes from listening to people that you work with. And um, uh, we had talked, Ken and I had talked about the idea of listening to your young employees because why? As we become experienced in our field, we do become uh, experts, but we have, and we have a lifetime of experience. Uh, however, the young folks uh, are the next generation. They are the next users. We're going to, the next users, we're going to take a quick break here uh, talking about young folks, and um, we'll be right back. So don't go away. Welcome back to BusinessWorks. This is Hal and Ken. We're talking about young people uh, as employees and why it's important to listen to what they have to say as an owner, operator, manager of a business or professional practice. What is it you can learn from young employees in case you didn't think you could, you can. And uh, 
Ken, Ken learns every day from, from young students in his classrooms as well as uh, teaches them, I'm sure. so It gives you a fresh perspective of expectations, how they're changing. Uh, you see those expectations evolve. Uh, in my teaching, I always enjoyed talking about cars and teaching finance, teaching students how to calculate their own loan payments. In the last decade, their interest in that part of class has dropped off because technology has changed. What it means to be independent for a young person has changed. And that feedback has said life has changed and the expectations. And on one hand, I'm thinking they need to learn this. On the other is their the priority of needs has changed. And, and so our young employees have that fresh eye to the world. And they are going to be the consumers, the customers, uh, the business leaders. And, uh, and so we don't want to give up our experience. That's valuable. But to, uh, if we are shrewd consumers of technology, we're learning. If we're shrewd about learning societal changes, we need to pay attention to the young part of society because they reflect that change. And their, and their perspectives are different, uh, even on the subject of loans, for example, and, and how, how they view that compared to older people's attitudes about it. Um, so it's interesting. And then that translates, of course, if you're in the real estate business and you're selling to uh, young people, uh, they have a different approach to thinking about um, loans as mortgages and that sort of thing. Um, it takes a slightly different twist to be able to understand and, and work closer with them as customers. So we certainly know that that occurs when young people are employees. It brings about a whole different way of thinking, and it's an opportunity for you as an owner-manager person to be able to extract that. So how do you do that? Um, there are different ways. You have to ask questions, um, and asking in the process of asking questions, be careful of the words you use. Let's go back to a prior show and, and be careful of how you represent them, uh, those words, and be careful of uh, not stepping on toes because if you want to learn something, you have to encourage people to speak up. And the way to do that is not to beat them over the head. It's to be gentle and approach it uh, with a commitment to learning and to sharing. So that's a good, important step. The um, improvising and innovating on your core strengths is something else that's very important, and it relates to all of this as opposed to blowing everything up and starting again, which is really not the way to approach changes in your business. So the idea of stepping back and taking a careful analysis of what you're doing, asking questions from your customers about what they think, and, and let them say what they really think. You know, don't, don't interrupt them with yes buts. Um, you'll never learn that way. And the same thing's true with young employees. We, uh, w which I, I heard the other day, somebody mentioned, well, you can always tell a millennial because if you're on an elevator, 
we all push the button up or down with our forefinger, but millennials use their thumbs. <laughs> so, you know, they have a different they have a different way of doing and thinking. Um, Ken, you want to step in? Well, here I with think a couple that of comments? Um, we've talked about being ready for change and changing with the environment, but at the same time, what are our what's our bedrock? What has made us successful? Right. What is it that is important to continue to do? And then innovate on and improve upon it rather than just uh, saying, I'm going to completely start over. Uh, because you'll never get beyond the first floor if you're building something, if you continue to tear it down and start building the foundation over again. So I think that um, it it. I guess we're bringing in that you want to continuously evolve, continuously look forward by adding to the strengths that you've already built rather than just throwing them away. Um, I, I think that's true. And, and so how do you cultivate that? Um, we've looked at different companies are mentioned in this Inc. article. And uh, one of them I noticed is a uh, is uh, R R Tory T O R R E and company, and um, the the person who put it together and runs it decided, and they make uh, what what the article says are fancy coffees and flavored beverages. Um, to to uh, they discovered a new interest in those products which they had. Uh, produced and sold to grocers and restaurants um, that there's now an interest in people doing that at home and, and creating smaller versions of these products. So they wanted to find out more and they got so committed to learning about what the customers thought that they wanted to get as many voices and new product conversation going as possible. So they erected a large tent in their parking lot and invited more than 100 customers and distributors and business partners and people from the flavoring industry to join in a group visioning exercise. And the quote was that, that they had was, we had all these different perspectives telling us what we as a business needed to do to be successful in eight or 10 years into the future. And uh, those mini tenth meetings have become an ongoing practice for them. They learned so much, they found out it was so useful. So we're not saying to rush out and put up a tent and, you know, invite everybody, but, you know, it's not a bad idea. And, um, and, and not in the winter, <laughs> of course, but... Uh, um, you know, it, um, it it is a good thought, and maybe there is a way for your business to do a smaller version of that thinking um, by, um, as we said a week ago or so, about, about the focus groups using those. Ken, you had something else you want to put in here. Uh, oh, we're running out of time. Okay, sorry. Um, so we're going to take a break here. Come back. Don't go away. Welcome back to BusinessWorks. This is Hal Alpiar along with Ken Wyant, and we've been talking about the relevance uh, and staying relevant in the age of disruption. And we've been going through this list of things and the Inc. magazine article that we talked about. Um, 
there's a lot of good stuff here. If if you're interested in finding out more or you have any input or questions, please feel free to share those and give uh, send an email to us. You can address it to Hal or to Ken, but the email address is Hal at Businessworks with an S at the end dot us. Uh, we would um, we would be happy to have your email, and we will mention your name and business on the air if you choose that. Just indicates that on your email, or not if you'd rather just uh, stay nice and quiet. You can do that too. Um, if you have um, comments about the show, we certainly will welcome those. So. So please feel free to communicate, and um, we'll look forward to hearing from you. We want to get back to the subject that we were on of, uh, I talked about last, about the company that set up tents and invited all kinds of customers, distributors, business partners, people from the industry all together, and then took all of the input that they had about what they needed to do to be successful in eight to 10 years. And, and they do that periodically now, um, looking ahead maybe just months or years. Um, and like a farmer, cultivating that interest and cultivating those resources. Um, so, so, Ken, maybe you want to pick up well, on some of that? And, I, and I think that um, yeah, as we've looked at this, uh, the change, we focused on how quickly the world changes and how how much we need to really be up there and working to be ready for that change. And yet, we also have to remember that not all of that change is instantaneous. A lot of times, we get so uh, wrapped up. up in simple excellence in our company, yeah. of the, but just refining the way we've always been doing it, and yet... Values change continuously, maybe not violently, as was described in the Inc. article, uh, but it continues. And if we're not paying attention to what's going on out there in, in the business world with our customers, with trends and tastes in, the, uh, in society, that we won't catch those changes until it has changed and we're left behind. So instantaneous news reports don't always aren't followed by instantaneous change, but they should be paid attention to because right. they are alerting us to trends and things that may be starting. Uh, it, Is that it, what you're saying? I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, we always see that. And in some cases, there are things in, in technology that can change overnight that will hit us hard as a company, perhaps, if we happen to be the one that's hit with that new disruptive technology. But I think that uh, it's the change that moves so s continuously that we don't notice it if we're not paying attention. Ah, it's like the tide. <laughs> and that's part of innovation. Innovation is an evolution. There is disruption, which we worry about. We don't want to ignore the ongoing evolution of all of the tastes of the needs technology evolves uh, it takes years for a blockbuster to happen 
It takes years to build it up, and then it happens and it comes across as disruptive, but it is years in the making. So, and so we want to, to, to keep aware with that as well. Right. So I, you know, I did stumble in saying something about like the tide, but it is like the tide because it, if you stand uh, on the edge of the ocean and watch the ocean, you, you won't see the tide change. And yet it changes every day. <laughs> it goes from high tide, low tide, high tide, low tide. Um, it, it, and so you only see the results. You see the water marks in the sand, and you see the seaweed pile up, and you know that it was up at that point before. And But if you stand there and just watch it, you're not going to see anything happen. You just see the water, and you see the waves. And really what we need to be conscious of is the tidal wave. <laughs> yes. Because that changes everything dramatically and almost instantaneously. But if you are aware of um, the high tide and the low tide of what's going on and you're, you know that water's there and you keep an eye on it, then if that moment arrives where there is a cataclysmic kind of a change, you will be prepared for it because you have been had it in your consciousness. And so it's, it's with your business, it's improvising, it's innovating, using core strengths, um, not, not throwing it all out the window and starting over again. It's staying true to the basic values that you had in starting your business and in running it. And how do you do that? How do you do more of that? Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. I think it's recognizing what is the most what are your values as a company? And and so all of this is saying we have to be ready for change. We set our values. Those are the things that are most important to us as a company to maintain. Uh, we look at time as continuous. We learn from the past. We try to learn about what we think the future is likely to hold and make adjustments today to be ready for the future. Uh, we maintain uh, current and looking forward in technology because that affects all of us. We look at society and try to look at how things are changing because in the geopolitical world, we see that things are changing all the time. What? Yeah, I just want to um, say that we're we're getting pretty close to the uh, the time here to to uh, bail out and uh, hope to see you again next week. And we really appreciate your listening today. And if you'll keep us posted, uh, let us know. We would love to hear from you what you think, what your ideas are. If you're interested in being a guest, you know, just let let us know. Okay, we'll be happy to hear from you. Hal, H-A-L, at businessworks, with an S, dot U-S. Have a great week.